Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind, episode number 102 of the podcast coming to you today. And the name Greg Jones in the Kansas City area has been synonymous with winning football for about two decades now. Jones won a pair of state championships at Kearney High School, then led Liberty North to a 39-19 record and also reached the state title game in 2021. Now Coach Jones is making the leap to the Pac-12. He joins Dan Lanning's staff with the Oregon Ducks football program. It's been an awesome football journey for Jones from a young man growing up in Louisiana to becoming a Bearcat without even seeing the campus first and now entering into college football after an incredible run as a high school coach. He joins us today on Bearcat Rewind, and boy, Coach Jones has a ton of passion, and it comes through in today's podcast, so I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did when we recorded it. Now, Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We're talking with Greg Jones about his unexpected commitment to Northwest Missouri State, the chance to jump at this opportunity to join a Division I coaching staff after a successful high school head coaching career, and what's on the horizon for him in Eugene, Oregon. Well, pleased to be joined on the podcast today by Greg Jones, a man that came through the Northwest Missouri State football program back in the late 80s, now on the Oregon Ducks football coaching staff up there. So, uh, Coach, thanks for coming on. How is it out there? It's a little bit chilly right now in the Midwest. How are things up where you are? Uh, weather-wise, beautiful up here. It's like 45 degrees today. The sun is out. Um, you know, I, I'm knocking on wood every day because every day since I've been here, the sun's been out and it's been awesome. That's perfect. That's perfect. Exactly the way you'd want to start a new tenure up there working at Oregon. You know, you think about it after all these years, uh, so much of your life gets invested in the sport of football. Does it ever amaze you to see how much of a roller coaster this sport can kind of take you on the highs and lows of wins and losses? Um, and then, of course, now out uh, up in the West uh, Northwest. I tell people all the time, you know, and I was blessed uh, this past winter. I went into the Coaches Hall of Fame, you know, in the Missouri Coaches Hall of Fame, and um, I've told I, that was kind of the thing of my speech that night is, you know. I love football, but it's not that I love, you know, the football. I love all the things and all the opportunities that football can provide for you if you just do the right thing and treat people the right way and do the right thing. And that's, man, it's just, this is just part of the story that that she's even, you know, brings it all. Like football can take you to so many places. You know, I know there's so many times that you can be, uh, whether it's a small school, big school, whatever, you're in a huddle on a football field, you've got 10 other guys around you. Uh, there's a lot going into that little moment that I think a lot of folks that might not be in that or experienced it uh, can take from it. For you, though, as you kind of go back and you had those life lessons from being a player to now as a coach, um, but let's say 33, 34 years ago, you're in Maryville, Missouri, you're wearing the green and white of the Bearcats. Now you're in Eugene, Oregon, wearing the green and yellow, that signature O representing the Ducks. Was this kind of the dream all along for you coming up, a life of football and just kind of seeing where that sport takes you? Um, you know, it's, um, I, I think that uh, obviously when you're a player, you, you just want to play as long as you can play. Um, so that was the dream, to play and be a player as far as it would take me. Um, and then when, once I got out, you know, I got really, really lucky. Um, 
that Coach Elliott, who was the head coach there at Northwest at the time, uh, saw something in me that he's like, you need a coach. He goes, you just need to be a football coach. And I kind of bought into it, and he gave me the opportunity to be a GA, you know, there at Northwest. And it just kind of took off from there. And um, obviously, anytime you start coaching, you, you think about coaching at, at the higher levels. But, you know, you want to have a family. So my wife and I, you know, said when the kids were young that um, we wanted to make family first. So decided to do the high school thing for a while and, you know, I did that. And then once you get so deep into it, it's like, mm, this Missouri retirement's pretty good, so I need to see this out. Um, so, again, it was just kind of all the things that lined up perfect for me to end up at this level. But I am so I, – I, you know, our spring game's April the 23rd. I mean, everybody's just kind of, oh, it's a spring game. I'm so excited just to be to the spring game. So I can only imagine what the real is going to be like. <laughs> Well, you know, you're up there uh, joining Dan Lanning's staff at Oregon, and, and that's a guy from the Kansas City area, which you spent so much time here in the Midwest. How does this all come together, and what was that discussion like with Coach Lanning when he did make that phone call and said, hey, we want you up here? Well, yeah, it, was, it was a pretty easy choice because, um, you know, I've always, even, you know, kind of lived by the thing that uh, when somebody offers you a, a seat on a rocket ship, you don't ask what seat you're getting on. You just get on the rocket ship and you go. And when he invited me and gave me the opportunity to come, I'm like, hey, you know, my wife and I talked about it. It's 26 hours from everybody we know, but this it's never going to happen again in life. And it's like I'm not passing this opportunity up. So got on an airplane, and, uh, you know, it kind of reminded me so much of coming to Northwest Missouri State because when I came to Northwest, my dad actually took the offer for me. I was out deer hunting, and my, I came <laughs> in from deer hunting. My dad's like, some coach called from Northwest Missouri State, and he says, you can play football up there, and you can go to school for free. And I told him, you'll be there. And I, so I came to Northwest, sight unseen, got off the plane for the first time, and it reminded me so much of coming here because I've never been to, to Oregon. I've never been to and coming here sight unseen and just get off the plane let's go <laughs> well it, it, so you're growing up in louisiana and your dad just accepts this and of course now we're, it's 2022 there's huddle there's social media there's so many different ways to find these players i mean how are you getting that phone call how do they know about you down there in louisiana well i played juco ball in mississippi in jones county junior college in mississippi and so that all you know all the miaa schools had been through recruiting um, and it was Coach Marty Combs, who I think Coach Combs coaches high school ball now at the Smet High School over in St. Louis. But he came, so you know I had talked to them and visited with them. But I mean, what I kind of had told you know, growing up in Louisiana, you're like, what's a Bearcat? <laughs> um, so I'd never heard of Northwest, and at the same time, I was being recruited by Pitt State. You're going, I. And then, you know, Central Missouri was there, so it's like, all right, I can be a donkey, a gorilla, or a mythical creature. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not doing any of So I was just fully planning on going back to JUCO for the next semester and see if anything came up, you know, closer to home or something like that. And then when, when Coach called my dad and said, yeah, he's going to go for free, um, that's all my dad needed to hear. He's like, he's on a plane, he'll be there. 
<laughs> there you go, and it works out in the end. Uh, but that first year, you come up here and, and you're playing for Coach Elliott. You know, you're two and nine. It's not the best record. Um, are you sitting there, kind of scratching your your head, saying, "What am I doing in Maryville, Missouri?" Or did you kind of see at that point, like, "Hey, things are coming around. We come back around in 1989. This is going to be our year." It was so frustrating. I mean, first of all, um, I was injured most of the season. I mean, and then we were so thin. I remember back to that season, I started at safety, and then our linebacker core got depleted. I played linebacker one game, and then something happened to the defensive line. The next thing I know, I was playing stand-up defensive end one game. I mean, it was amazing, the injuries and the adjustments that year. You know, but I mean, it was a great group of guys, and then coaching them did a great job of recruiting. Um, and then that senior class, you know, we just clicked. And then in, in 89, I mean, we had an amazing season. We go 9 and 3. You're an all MIAA player, the Bearcats' second ever trip into the playoffs. I mean, could you kind of feel right there that, you know, there was a special opportunity? Now, of course, we've seen just a ridiculous run of success for Northwest the last 25 years. But did you kind of feel at that time of like, there could be something pretty special built in this community if we just kind of keep at it? Oh, it was, it was amazing. The thing that stuck out to me the most about Maryville was just what you said, community. I mean, it was, um, you know, how like the people in town accepted all of us out-of-state players because there was a ton of us at the time from Louisiana and Texas and, you know, because Coach Elliott was from Texas and so was a lot of the staff, so they kind of recruited the South pretty heavy. And it was the way that they accepted, you know, um, took care of us and made sure that we felt at home and just all those things, just the sense of community Obviously, game day then was nothing like game day now because I've been there a few times since. I mean, the stadium now and the facilities now are incredible for the ball. But um, it's just, you know, Maryville's a special place. It really is. As you go through that, I mean, do you keep a good pulse on what's going on at Northwest? You mentioned you've come back for a few ball games. And, of course, coaches coming through recruiting as well and um, I know in the Kansas City area raising a family all that going on but do you have a chance to get to many games up here um, unfortunately we didn't get to make it to many games just because you know when you're coaching in high school and then knock on wood for us we've always been a team and a program that's made it into the playoffs pretty deep every year I mean we work Saturday's a big work day for us um, just trying to break down and get ahead um, you know, to, sometimes during the playoffs and things like that, I would make it or when, you know, Northwest played at Arrowhead. But I didn't come to that many, but the ones I did come to were really special. So as we're looking at it now, and, and if, if I did my math right and, and the homework too, career record coaching high school football, about 212 and 72. So fantastic winning percentage there. Won a couple state titles there at Kearney, coming off a Class 6 runner-up at Liberty North. What was the recipe for success for you as a high school coach? Because it's not quite the same. You know, in college you get to recruit and bring your guys in. A lot of high school is, all right, these are the guys. we got to mold this team. What's been your recipe for that success? Hard. I think you just get kids to buy into um, to working hard and building that family um, atmosphere. Depend on each other and love each other and want to play with it, with each other and for each other. Um, is the biggest thing, and I think if you can do that, and you can win with, I'm a, I'm a 
very, very firm believer that high school teams will beat high school athletes. And you just got to get them together and play as a team and understand that. And um, we're going to outwork people. And, you know, it's not what we do, it's how we do it. Um, and then you just get them in there, and for lack of better words, you get them drinking the Kool-Aid, and you get the parents drinking the Kool-Aid, and you get the community drinking the Kool-Aid, and then it's the next thing you know, you're rolling like Northwest. I mean, it's the way, you know, I mean, you just get everybody involved and uh, get it rolling in the right direction, and then once it's rolling, then you then you just got to keep it rolling. <laughs> and it does feel like it's one of those culture things, too. If, if you can get things moving in the right direction, you can find that success. Parents will buy in. The players, everybody top down. Um, but it does take a little bit, I think, when you're trying to dig your way out and turn a program around. If there's a young coach or someone coming up that's listening to this, I mean, any advice you would give that would say, all right, this is kind of that first step you can take toward getting to that point? Um, the first step, I think, is just, you know, you got to practice what you preach. Um, you know, I think that, most people would rather see a sermon than hear one any day of the week. So don't, you know, don't go in saying you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Just go in and do it. And then you can tell them, this is what we're going to do. It's what you've been doing. I think a lot of times we, you know, um, oh, oh, we say what we're going to do, but then we don't back it up. So I, I think that that's the big thing, you know, and just get in there and, and just the kids know. I mean, the kids can tell you the kids cares and um, they see it they know when you genuinely genuinely care for them and when you're in there just you know trying to do it for yourself and I think that was the biggest thing for me I never felt like this was about me it's always been about this is for the kids all right coach um, wrapping up with you just want to ask you a couple more quick ones then I'll, I'll let you go here I appreciate the time um, we look back at it um, coach Lanning student taught under you there at Kearney. So kind of was a different dynamic, of course, what you're going into now of, man, now he's the top dog on this uh, coaching staff. Can you still give him a certain look or say something to him that, that you know, kind of goes back to those Kearney days back when you were in charge? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to thin ice around here right now because, I mean, I'm talk- <laughs> it was funny because it's like I told the kids when I was leaving to come here, I'm like, it's, exa- it's exactly like the seniors when they leave their high school program and get to go play in college. Because if you're coming off a high school team and getting to go play in college, you're usually, you know, pretty good football player. And then you get to college, and then you look around, and you're like, well, everyone here is like me. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole again. And that's, you know, so it doesn't matter that I was 25 years head coach or whatever. I mean, I'm the bottom of the totem pole again, and I got to do exactly what we tell the kids to do all the time. Just get in here and make the most of your opportunities and prove yourself. So, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm smart. I've been around the game long enough that I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and bust my rear end, and whatever he asks me to do, I'm going to jump and do it to the best of my ability. There you go. You just got to put your head down and keep grinding. That's the main That's thing. That's it. Is there any particular game, matchup, stadiums, anything like that that you're kind of looking for going out there, playing in the Pac-12, whether it, you know, even maybe just to get a chance to go to the Rose Bowl here at some point? That, that, you know, exactly what I was talking about with, like, opportunities in life. I mean, how many people can sit, you know, it's like I tell my wife when I'm 70 and sitting on a dock somewhere in a rocking chair, and how many people can sit and go, yeah, I got to play in the Rose Bowl. I mean, those are opportunities that don't come around every day. So, I mean, obviously we got to get there first. We got to do what, I mean, we got to build and, and get this thing rolling in the right direction to get to the Rose Bowl, but 
if you ever get to that point. I mean, th- those are things that, you know, they don't happen every day. All those things are going to be a dream come true for me. So I saw that you, you had a picture there where you got to go to a, uh, a, foot, or a basketball game out there at Oregon already and take in the sights there. Have you flipped through the uh, list of famous alumni at all, whether it's sports or otherwise, just to kind of see who's out there that you might get the chance to run into it, meet at some point there around the complex? No, I haven't. Um, you know, there's there's been a couple of NFL strolling through here, I think. <laughs> um, it, it's been, you know, that's the thing that's been, it's been an adjustment for me a little bit. We get here early in the morning and we're here till you know, nighttime because you got football and then when football's over, you got to do recruiting and that type of stuff. So um, hopefully this summer when things slow down a little bit, maybe I'll have a chance to do that. But right now I've, I've got to make sure that the playbook and I'm learning the ropes of recruiting and doing all that stuff so I can help Coach Landing. So we're worrying about the sightseeing and all that will come <laughs> second to me right now. I've got to, I've got to prove, like I said earlier, I just got to prove myself. So I ain't got time for that right now. I've got to keep my head down and keep working. I got you. I feel like at some point you're going to look up and see Marcus Mariota walking down the hallway. It's just going to be old hat for him just walking through. Now, if, if I see that, I guarantee you. Jumping up with joy because that that dude's pretty legit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Uh, congrats on the opportunity going Louisiana Northwest, the KC area now up in Oregon. So uh, that's awesome. Good luck. How about that? Just keep working, right? That's right. Keep working. <laughs> that's right. Thanks again to Greg Jones joining us here on the podcast today. Another Bearcat out there doing big things, and looking forward to keeping a close eye on the Pac-12 next fall. Be sure to check out some of our previous podcasts while you're here. Last week we had Ryan Hawkins, a former Northwest men's basketball player now over at Creighton, as well as Sherry Reeves the week prior to that, the first ever head women's basketball coach at Northwest, and many more other podcast episodes on down the list. Well, thanks to Alex Kurt, a Northwest Missouri State professor, producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton saying so long.